Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. I am your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Coming to you live from America's heartland. Now, during the break, you can go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com and learn more about me. And you can also email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Of course, you can also go to Voice America under the Empowerment Channel and read more about me. And I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. Now, one of the goals of this show is to provide you examples of multiple walks of life, industries, sectors, because at the core is leadership. And that's what today's show is all about. It's called Leading Through Transformational Channels. And joining me today is Mark Dancer, who's the founder of Channelvation. Now, Channelvation is a management consulting firm dedicated to creating innovative solutions for today's changing markets. Now, as a fellow for the NAW Institute for Distribution Excellence, Mark works to help business channels drive innovation as they respond to disruption by online marketplaces, globalization, and other game-changing developments. So welcome, Mark. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much. I'm uh, very happy to be here. Well, you know, Mark, many say innovation is the lifeblood for any organization, company, or entity to survive and really thrive in today's marketplace. And I know leaders today have much to think about, and this discussion, I'm sure, is going to shed a lot of light on those very pressures that they're facing to propel their organizations forward in this world of digitization, globalization, automation, 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 rather, and so forth. And I know this conversation is going to be filled with a lot of ideas for our listening audience. So, Listening audience out there, please call into this live conversation that we're having with Mark today. Mark, before we get going, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Well, I'm a, a channel specialist as a, a consultant in all of the work I do. Um, that means that um, I work with companies uh, for about 25 years or so to help them uh, grow their business in the way they go to market. That's direct channels, indirect channels. That direct means the, the, comp, the people you may employ. Indirect channels are the distributors and dealers and other partners that may help take your products to, uh, and services to market. Um, over the 25 or 30 so years or so ago that I've been doing this, um, my goal has been to help companies uh, grow their business and increase their profits. And increasingly, my work around channels is is still about that, but it's also about um, um, helping them contribute to the communities that they participate in and, and showing how they align with some of the social movements and trends that we have. Great. And, you know, you've we've used the word channel, so let's talk about that more because as a term of business – it's often misunderstood or, or poorly defined. I know even myself in getting ready for the show with you, I've learned a lot about what channel really means. So from your perspective, how do you explain what a channel is and also provide some examples if you would? Yeah, it's a great question to start things off because channels are my passion. It's where I put all of my energy and the things that I do. 
but as a business term, they're not, it's, it's not very well understood, and it's certainly not understood by uh, customers of channels. So the way I think about it is that channels are all around us. They are the retailers, distributors, dealers, restaurants that we do business with. It also includes uh, coffee shops, barber shops, craft breweries, uh, bakers. Uh, really, a channel is any business that brings together products and services um, and then provides them to customers to meet a need. And they do that in exchange for value from the customer. The most obvious value that a customer provides to a channel is payment for those products and services. But customers also contribute loyalty, maybe word of mouth, kind of helping to get the word out about that channel and its offerings. Um, going to the business and just participating in the business the channel can be part of the exchange of value. Sometimes channels are thought about as B2B, business to business, or B2C, business to consumer, but I like to think about them in terms of value. So I, bottom line, I just simply think about channels as the businesses that help us live our lives and help us do our work. Mm, that makes it much more tangible, and it sounds to me it's very much a two-way relationship. Yeah, that exchange of value is a really core concept in thinking about channels. Products create value when they use them, right? But a channel actually has to go further than just provide the, the product. It has to show you how to use it, how you can create value for your life or your business. And then the channel has to give enough value that there's, it creates the exchange. And that's the payment and loyalty and other things I just mentioned. Yeah, and you brought up value a couple of times there. And that sounds to me when we think about value, why are channels transforming now? You know, I think there's probably um, four major forces, and I'll, I'll jump into them. But in the world of channels, um, change always happens, right? It's happened for centuries in the way that the businesses I described earlier have kind of changed over time. Today, the, the forces that are causing channels to change and creating the opportunity for leaders to step up and transform channels are really four things. One is technology. That's the digital technology and online uh, things that we're all familiar with in our personal life and in, in business. But it's also the, the data um, and the mountains of data that, that those digital technologies create and, use, and how those are used by channels. Uh, second is economics. Uh, markets are markets are more and more competitive over time, and channels are evolving uh, to stay profitable and even to survive. Uh, there are social trends. Um, as uh, our lifestyle preferences change, um, as the way we want to do work change, as that change happens amongst the new generations that are, are increasingly our leaders and our workers, and as the incumbent generations decide what they're going to do with the rest of their life, that creates the opportunity for channels to change in the services that they provide. And then finally is globalization, and globalization is really two things. In part, it's all about economics, because when a global channel, say a Starbucks, uh, operates around the globe, it's taking its brand everywhere, and as it gets bigger, it can leverage that scale to use more and more technology and to improve other aspects of their business. So globalization is a factor in that way, but it's also a factor because channels are all about business practices and customer buying preferences. 
And there's a lot of diversity around the world because our the way business is done, the way people live their lives is different. And that diversity um, is sometimes heading towards things that are more common, but it's also true that uh, things that are done elsewhere in the world are ending up in our own communities in the way that channels operate. So technology, economics, social trends, and globalization are the four big forces today. You know, embedded in all of that, and I appreciate that, technology, economics, social trends, and globalization, embedded in all of that is change. Is change, would you say it's different today than change that's happened in the past? Yeah, I think so, Pat. Um, uh, first, change is accelerating, right? So it's happening faster and, and faster. And if, if technology is enabling the way that uh, channels as business can run their operations, and if it's changing the way that uh, products and services can be offered to uh, consumers, whether they're in a business or are a consumer, uh, then that acceleration in the change of technology and what it can do is pushing channels to accelerate the change that, um, that, they're, that they're accomplishing in the way they transform their business. The second way that change is a little bit different is I, I think of it as a, a swinging pendulum phenomenon, right? And so today, the, the things that we all experience in our work and in our lives about channel change is mostly technology-driven and scale-driven, right? So we can buy online from Amazon anywhere in the world. We can go to Starbucks um, anywhere in the world and get the experience we want. So that's good. And those, and Amazon and, and Starbucks have, you know, offered new value to customers. And that's great. Uh, but as they do that, and as they, as that technology and scale driven innovation and transformation happens, it makes it possible for other channels to position themselves as being not so much about technology and not so much about scale. And so at the other end of the, the scale, or perhaps if the pendulum swings, we can see things that are more about human-centric transformation and innovation in channels. And one example of that is the emergence and growth of craft and artisanal channels. Sometimes we think about that as craft beer, perhaps. <laughs> it's the most common amongst those. But, you know, craft beer offers a great product. It offers a craft service and a craft space. And you can find similar things happening in distilleries coffee shops, barber shops, hardware stores, uh, bread bakers, right? It's, it's a kind of a horizontal channel trend that's happening and, and taking root, and it's, it's uh, doing so in part because of a, as a response to the big and technology-driven uh, innovation that's happening at the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, your last examples make a lot of sense. I'm seeing so much more. It's almost like a, a customization, a, a specialization that's just proliferating in so many different industries and markets. And Mark, you know, the name of my show is Transformational Energy Leadership. And my question for you is, why is channel transformation a leadership opportunity? That's a really great question. And I've been thinking about it since we, we started talking um, and getting ready for this show and I, I can think of three ways that, that uh, channel transformation is very much leadership. First, um, any leader that sets out to create a new business, which is a channel and 
is transformational in some way, right, which can be the way it operates or the value that it offers to customer, that, that, that business person is stepping up to being a leader, not just inside their company, but in our communities and in our markets and in our value chains, right? Uh, when, you, when you create a channel that enables businesses through the services that offer to operate differently, or it creates new services for consumers, help them understand how to use technologies, help them to get things done their life differently, that's leadership, right? It's leadership because you're changing the way that things are done in a very big way in our society. Mm-hmm. The second way, and this is a little bit more traditional, but it's really, really important, uh, transformational channels is about organizational change. Uh, because when you change the channel uh, as a business, uh, that's all about getting new results, and new results don't happen until the workers inside of a business do things differently, right? And there can be a lot of stress and uncertainty associated with that, and that's a leadership, a leadership challenge. And I think the third level is that there's, a more, there's more and more of a growing sense that people in business at all levels, whether it's a leader, a manager, um, a worker in a, in a position somewhere, uh, lots and lots of us as humans want to do good by doing business. You know, and the old model used to be that the titans of industry would accumulate a lot of wealth, and in the second half of their life or near the end of their life, they would think about giving back to the uh, communities that they live in, and a lot of that was about wealth transfer. They would make donations. The new model is more about how can I as an individual inside of a business or a leader inside of a business uh, do good by doing business, and what that result in, some examples of that are really thinking about the work that you provide to your employees, making sure that it's rewarding, thinking about the skills and the attitudes and the values that they will carry forth, not just in your organization, but if they decide to go to work somewhere else, right? It's also about thinking about your business as an entrepreneur, and as people come through your business, they can pick up that, that uh, those entrepreneurial tools and then Again, if they go on to side and, and start um, their own business, they're contributing to society. And sometimes it's just about uh, doing business or doing good by doing business. It's just realizing that, that your channel as a business, as it transforms, uh, lives in a community, right? And you can actually reach out to engage various elements of the community and kind of bring them along and show them your value. And so that kind of doing good while you're doing business is probably, is, I think, a very important third aspect of uh, uh, that leaders should be considering today. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Mark, we're up on a break. But when we come back, I want to explore a little bit more of this concept of change and people within an organization because it's, it harkens so true to what this show is all about. So when we come back. We'll we'll pick up from there. In the meantime, for those listening, you can go to transformationalenergyleadership.com. Check out my website. We will see you back here in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Says, Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. looking for your own personal journey of peace and balance while living and thriving in our sophisticated world, tune into A Voice of Reason with Kathy Horton and Sherry Petro-Serdell. The show is one part spirituality and one part psychology. We have so many opportunities for growth in the challenging times we face today. On this program, we discover the resources and scientific breakthroughs to master the challenges and find success. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed taking a look at my website during the break. I am joined today by Mark Dancer. He's the founder of Channelvation, a management consulting firm dedicated to creating innovation, innovative solutions for today's changing markets. Now, if you have a question or a comment, please call in and be part of the conversation. Now, Mark, before the break, we were talking about the term channel, channel transformation, the concept of change, and how channel transformation really is a leadership opportunity. And I'm really enjoying this conversation. And as I indicated, I wanted to talk just a little bit about change because we know by the work of Edgar Schein, French and Bell, Cotter and others, the organizational gurus that that are out there, they all identified that there are some core components that leaders need to pay attention to when this change is happening. How, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's it's uh, a really strong uh, perspective, really, really important one. I think that um, one of the really things that uh, important things that channel leaders as they're driving transformation need to think about is uh, collaboration, right? And so a channel by definition sits between manufacturers of products and equipment and the customers that buy them, and whether it's a business channel, uh, you know serving businesses or consumer channels, 
um, serving consumers, right? That that flow of products and money and services and everything from manufacturers through the channels of consumers is really important. Uh, one of the big things that's happening today, and this is really important for leaders, is that Amazon is shaking up the status quo and other other disruptors too. And uh, what the uh, business, I, I'm finding is that the business leaders and manufacturers and in channels are realizing that while they can participate on Amazon, they also need to compete against Amazon and that they need to collaborate better. And that collaboration has a lot to do with sharing data. You know, when, when business is conducted on Amazon, Amazon collects all the data and they can act on it. But when business happens in a traditional value chain, manufacturers selling to channels to customers, the data resides within the individual businesses and they hold on to it. And so the traditional value chain will never be able to compete against Amazon effectively if they don't find new ways to share data and not hold it so close to the vest and act on it. And that's, that, that aspect of collaboration is really becoming a core requirement for success amongst all business leaders and especially those who would drive uh, channel transformations. Collaboration. It sounds to me that's also a core competency amongst leaders that that'll be required going forward, leading these transformations. Would you say that's that's about accurate? Yes, that's correct. Right. I think um, I think a lot of things are um, uh, as, as leaders think about uh, acting in a channel transformation capacity. Mm-hmm. One of the things I think they can do, and that I work with them on, is to rel- is to think about the new capabilities that their organization needs and the new competencies they need as leaders to be successful. Right. And we could have a, a in-depth conversation about that too. You know, before I get started into some other areas I want to explore with you, we do have a caller in from Denver. We've got Laura on the line. And Laura, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Yes, you sound great. Great. Thanks, Matt. My question for Mark um, really timely in what you guys are covering around change innovation. But my question is around um, an observation I've made with clients, and that is we seem to be moving from this notion of a customer service rep into customer success managers. And um, without being too leading here, I'm, I'm wondering, Mark, are customers really looking for more these days or truly more highly sophisticated? Are they just better armed with data and we're changing the title and the semantics? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think it is real. But first I'll talk about it from the uh, customer side. Um, when I started working on channels, I used to do a lot of uh, really pure research talking to customers about what they wanted from the channel. And then when I would ask them, right, whether you're buying from a retailer or a distributor or a dealer or a salesperson, I would ask them what they wanted, and the list is always short. When I asked the, the supplier, the manufacturer, about their channels or the channel themselves, the distributor dealer, what they offered, the list was always long. And <laughs> the difference between the short list and the long, long list were things that customers considered, uh, customers considered interesting but irrelevant. <laughs> right? And so customers really just said bottom line what they wanted. The challenge for transformational leaders is to lead, right, is to think about um, what they can offer that's new that customers would value and, you know, not get too far in front of them, 
but really offer them something of value. What I like around the, the terms you mentioned around um, customer service manager or what happens to customer reps or salespeople, uh, one of the big things for me is community. And for business leaders, I tell them to think about it as something different than segmenting, targeting, and positioning your business. That's kind of mercenary. It's who am I going to sell to and what am I going to sell them. But salespeople can go a long way towards building a strong sense of community with their customers. And that's kind of uh, we're all in it together, right? And as I do things for you as a salesperson or a service rep, some of that's going to be directly related to the things that I can sell to you. But some of it is going to be about helping you succeed in your job, right, helping you succeed in your life. And looking right. for those creative opportunities, that, that's the new frontier for salespeople and customer service reps, I think. I call that community. That's so helpful. Can I quote you on the research? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's all. <laughs> I mean, what, what the customer wants versus the, the laundry list that we seem to give them and, um, and this notion of building community. I love how you just really simplified it for me. Um, because I can tell you guys, I find it really overwhelming. It's exciting, but I'm not an early adopter. And um, so your your discussion here is really timely for me. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. That was a great question. Thank you for calling yeah. in. Appreciate the call in. And, you know, Mark, you've, you've already mentioned, and let's keep the conversation going around all this change that's happening and impacting all of us. Like you said, Amazon, Starbucks, all, Walgreens, all those big ones have impacted all of us in some, some way or, or another. I want to ask you, what are some of the not-so-obvious channel transformations that you see, and why are they important? Yeah, so, so one is this, as I mentioned earlier in my um, earlier answer, which is about collaboration and sharing of data. I'm not going to go into it again, but I want to just say that's really, really important, and it's a huge barrier uh, for businesses to get over to think that they're going to share their data up and down the value chain. Another one, so what I'll talk about a little bit, it goes by a different direction, is this concept of uh, human-centric innovation right now. To, our, to the caller's point, this is something that customers, whether you're a business customer or uh, a consumer, you'll experience but may not notice, right? But businesses, and particularly those that are trying to do channel transformation and channel innovation, are thinking a lot about, well, you know, I've already added... Um, an e-commerce platform, a web store to my business. I'm using Salesforce automation tools. We have tablets. We're doing in data and analytics. I'm really doing a lot around data and things that are virtual. But what can I do that's human-centric? And the big questions there are things, you know, the way that's framed in a way that business leaders can start to think about it is what can I do that has to be done um, between two or more people in a physical space that can't migrate online and has value for customers, right? Now, the crafted artisanal channels are an example of that. So if you go into a, a craft or artisanal coffee shop or a baker or a brewer or a distiller, right, what you'll find there are craft products which are local and unique and made by humans, right? They're high quality, but the real thing that's of interest to them is they're made by humans who are very engaged in making it. Those businesses think a lot about craft service. So the barista, the server, the, 
the people that you're dealing with, you know, how do they how do they offer service to you that is, you know, custom, local, unique, and personal? And then there's the space. A lot of craft businesses uh, think about the space, the physical place where you are interacting with them as one as a gathering space for their local community, right? So they want to make it warm and welcome and, and a place where people can come together in person, right, and interact. And some go further and they even think about their space almost as art, right? right now, I'm talking about a consumer example, but this does this does go over to um, uh, business channels and business channel transformation. Um, and there's a couple of examples of that. One, I did talk to a leader just a couple weeks ago who was observing how the, the folks that work in his local coffee shop interact with their customers. And he said, I don't know what it is, but I want to bring that into the way that my customer service people and my salespeople interact with our customers. And another way this is happening on a business sense is I've found uh, some large businesses and small businesses that are choosing to move their spaces to those streets and neighborhoods in our communities where the craft artisanal business are located. Partly that's because the workers want to go and, you know, the employees want to experience those businesses when they're off hours, but they're also thinking that they can rub off on them, that there are values, kind of human-centric values, that human-centric channels can rub off on their employees and they can bring it back to the business and kind of change the way that things are done. That's not always conscious. Some of it's organic and just happening, and it's definitely behind the scenes. Yes, uh, and Mark, I want to talk more about that human-centric innovation and how it really applies to leaders and and really the energy that they bring to the whole formula of things in the organization, with customers, and so forth. But we are coming up on a break, so why don't we do this? Let's take a break here, and we'll come back, and we'll pick up the conversation there. So what we'll do, let's take a break now, and for the listeners, we'll see you on the other side in two minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Who are you, really? Are you the person you want to be, or are you the person that others want you to be? Think about that. We don't always recognize our gifts and potential because we stick to old methods of being and do what others in our lives tell us. It's time to break through. Listen for Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. 
Each program connects you back to whom you were meant to be every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back. Today's show is called Leading Through Transformational Channels. And I'm joined by today's guest, Mark Dancer, who's got his hands and all of this stuff. So please feel free to call in and join the dialogue. Now, Mark, before we went to break, we were talking about human-centric innovation. And, you know, I talk a lot about energy on the show and how leaders need to bring their full selves to the equation to have that full impact. From your perspective, how does energy fit into all of this that you're talking about? You know, it's, it's a really interesting question. Um, and as I got to know a little bit about uh, what you do and, and, and what you do in your work, energy came up. And so I sat back and I thought about, to get ready for this, I thought it might come up on our call today, I thought about three or four of the leaders that I doing channel transformation things and what made them successful and and how to think about them in terms of energy. And I've got three examples for you, right? One is um, leaders really have to, when they're doing channel transformation, when that's their goal, they have to think a lot about foresight and vision, what they want to create and where they want to take their company. Um, and then they actually have to drive change. And that's a lot about their own personal reservoir of energy, right? They've got to, you know, they've got to have that energy They've got to almost keep moving like a shark, right? If the shark stops, they don't live, right? And that, but as they do that, as their energy uh, goes into their business and the people they work with and the customers they serve, they need to deploy that energy and they need to think about how to stay healthy, how to manage their stress. They need to know when they hit the wall. Uh, they need to know how to get refreshed. So I think that personal energy of a transformational leader is something that's really important. Uh, the second thing, and, and, and so Mark, you're saying you're the, saying you're saying live me. like a shark, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I use that term sharken sharken it um, when I was explaining uh, something I do, and I saw other leaders do, and I was talking to somebody else, and and just the idea was if in in the in the world of channels, and this, mm-hmm. this definitely goes to energy. You can have the best idea in the world, but because channels are about the exchange of value. Uh, you don't get to uh, succeed until customers give you permission, and that's by uh, buying uh, your products or your services that your channel offers. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the real the real challenge for leaders as they have a vision is to how do they how do they move towards that vision, which is transmo- transformative, and keep their business in business though while they're getting there, right? And I think that's a lot about energy, right? It's oh, their personal energy. It's also about uh, thinking about the contributions that the people inside their business can make to change um, and kind of capturing those changes as energy 
and uh, motivating their workforce not just to overcome the stress of change, but to be part of it. Right. So you're kind of harnessing the the energy of your employees, and that's very important. Um, are these are these kind of on, in line with what you think about as as energy mad? I've got another idea, but I want to make sure I'm on track. Yes, because we've talked about in previous broadcasts about the leader leader today cannot just be the the person standing there, the 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 heroic leader, if you will, the one who's stand there and giving orders, but rather needs to bring in everyone to the table, for lack of a better cliche, because. Like you have already indicated, this transformation in channels is happening globally, you know, automation-wise, just every everything that we've talked about here. So it's so important that the leader recognizes that everyone needs to be part of moving forward. Now, the leader, of course, does have responsibilities about the vision and so forth. But like you said, they can't be solo. And part of that is is absolutely respecting their health and thinking about their wellness and the, and the whole being. A leader is not just the leader, but there's all, a whole human person that's involved with this so you're right on why don't you share one more and then we've got a caller waiting for us in austin texas ah great so i'm I'm an engineer by training and one of the concepts i remember from my mechanical engineering uh classes years ago was the i'll be a little geeky here for a moment there's a concept of metastability this is the idea that it's all about energy systems don't change until they do change and then that change can be rapid and so the, the classic uh, idea here or example of this is a brick or a ball, something sitting on a table, it's stable. A leader comes along in a business and kind of gives that brick or a ball a push uh, and it moves towards the edge and then it falls off and that's change, right? And so, you know, Amazon didn't, Amazon is a huge success now. I think everybody agrees that didn't happen overnight. For a long time, people used to observe that they were unprofitable, but the investment community didn't abandon them. Right. Mm-hmm. What they did was they just that the leaders of Amazon, as we're, as we're talking about in the, in the concept of energy, they kept their ideas going, their people going, they kept plugging away, and sooner or later, they customers came around to it and realized they had an offering that they valued, and their business accelerated and grow and grew. And so it's just that con, that kind of concept of energy, I think, is a, is appropriate for uh, transformational channel leaders and other businesses too. You have to kind of move the system to change, right? That's about energy. And you have to think about what is that, that gravity in your channel, in your system, that once you get to the, the tipping point, perhaps, change is going to happen ra- rapidly. And that gravity could be things like really powerful changes in customer buying preferences. It can be about having a hugely economically competitive uh, channel. It can be about deploying technology, Right, but you need to push your your business, push your market to the edge, keep pushing, 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 and then sooner or later that gravity will take over and change happens fast. Mm-hmm. Yes, and let's stop right here for a moment. And I know we've got Kevin in Austin, Texas. Kevin, are you there? Hi guys, how's it going? Great. Yeah, really so good. I just you know I I had a question for you, Mark. Um, I'm more on on the digital side of things. I'm a marketer. I work with lots of e-commerce companies. And I just wanted to kind of get your take on, you know, what do you feel is the most important channel um, in in terms of, like, you know, the online e-commerce space? And and where do you kind of see the most opportunity for, like, growth or improvement? 
That's an excellent question, right? And I'm, I'm going to talk about it two ways. One, because you mentioned uh, e-commerce, right? I think that for uh, business customers and consumer customers, web stores and these e-commerce platforms are hugely, hugely important, right? But they're really an ante, right? Everybody has them or they're going to have them, and it's really hard to differentiate your channel uh, or to say that you're, you're engaging in transformative channels based on an e-commerce platform or a web store anymore, right? You're maybe catching up, but it's not transformative. I, I would say that um, if you are kind of in line with the way our conversation has been going, that thinking about digital tools, social media, websites, videos, um, tablets, as a communication vehicle is critically important for leaders that are trying to drive uh, channel transformation. Um, the previous caller said, you know, we, we talked about customers may not recognize the new value that a channel is offering. Um, here I'll say it slightly differently. You know, and I would say this to a business leader who's really engaged and passionate about the business. Uh, you know, your customers, they really aren't that into you. Right, um, they you know they don't have to embrace the changes that you're trying to take to market. So what you need to do is think about these digital communication tools as a way to bring them along, right? To memorialize your successes and get them out there in the marketplace and engage in a, a two-way conversation. Um, I used the term "shark in it" earlier for leaders keeping moving. That's their own personal energy. The concept here I like to talk about is snowballing, right? So can you use digital tools to get customers to recognize the value and reward it through their purchases a little bit? And then how do you, how do you get that bowl rolling downhill so it has more and more momentum? And all the digital marketing tools that I think that uh, you're, you mentioned, they're critical for making that happen. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that, um, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm more on the, on the client side of things, I deal with lots of retailers, and, you know, each of each of them kind of have their own emphasis on, you know, a different part of the customer journey. So it's, you know, I definitely kind of think what you're saying, you know, influence change leadership-wise internally, and then, you know, kind, yeah. kind of distribute that through your customers and also reward them or incentivize them. I think that's, you know, definitely definitely kind of resonates with me. Well, you know, what I would add, just because you made me think of something, is is that I'm not an expert in digital marketing, right? I use those tools. I try to get companies to help me use them. But what I find when I'm, as a consultant, working with a company on their channels, I, I find that uh, leaders who've maybe been around for a long time, didn't grow up with those tools, as well as people who did grow up with things digital and are very comfortable with it, um, they still, you know, they can be too enamored with the technology, right? They can right. think that uh, technology is the strategy, and, and it's not, right? The thing that's never changed is that the, is, is what is the communication strategy? What are you saying when, and, and, and how do you measure success, and how do you get that snowball rolling? And if you're too focused on the technology, too enamored with social media or tablets or whatever it is, videos, you can lose sight of that. Gotcha. That makes yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Perfect. And Kev, thank you for calling Kev, in. Yes, Kevin, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate that. And 
And Mark, we've got just about a minute. And I want to take this energy around all this transformation and talk about how it applies to our government and social movements. Yeah, it's really, really important. Um, um, In a minute, what I would say is that this concept of community is really powerful in many, many ways. Uh, Not just the way I described earlier, but business leaders at transformative channels recognizing that they that they live in a community. Channels are local. Even even Starbucks, which is global, is ultimately local, right? And so it's the responsibility of leaders, if they're thinking about community, to reach out to government, to reach out to social leaders, and think about how they contribute and how government and social leaders can reach to channels and think about how they can contribute to their goals. The two big examples of that are, one, economic development, right? Channels mm-hmm. help businesses grow, and they also provide the face for a community, craft and artisanal channels, the way, the way people as they move into community experience that community. Both of those things are really important for uh, economic development. On the social side, there's a whole list of social movements, one of which is the future of work. Right? And as channels transform, they offer different work opportunities, and they, should be, they could be reaching out to many social movements, but that's one that's really important has a lot of uh, visibility, and think about how new work inside of transformative channels can line up with future of work initiatives, as well as many others. Great. And, you know, from this segment, I'm going to take away sharking it, snowballing, and community is some three key words. Listen, we're we're coming up on a, on a commercial break here. And when we come back, let's do a recap of all the key points we've hit over the course of our conversation since we started this started talking just about 50 minutes ago so stay tuned we'll be back in two minutes follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn the white house doctor makes house calls Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Many of us define our lives by what has already happened. It's a past tense series of events. Do you long for something else? You don't have to live solely in this reality. Tune in for To Win Within with host Strom Thomason. Strom and his guests are here to introduce you to your true self. It's time to emerge from your box and take a beautiful journey of self-love and discovery. You'll find yourself exactly where you need to be. To Win Within airs live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you ready to tackle the rules of business? You may think you're doing everything by the book, following your own best practice beliefs, bringing in endless consultants, only to find that your business is not moving forward. That's where you need to stop and figure out where things are going wrong. Enter Business Rules with host Peter Feinstein. Peter and his guests will break it all down for you to help you and your business succeed. Listen Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the show. We are talking about leading through transformational channels, and I'm joined by Mark Dancer, founder of Channelvation and a fellow for the NEW Institute for Distribution Excellence. We've talked about the importance of leadership as it relates to marketplaces, globalization, and other game-changing developments over the time we've been together, Mark. In fact, the hour is flying by. So let's take a look at the highlights from our discussion. We began in, in the beginning of our discussion talking about how channels are transforming. Change is different today than it is in the past. And the channel transformation, how channel tra- channel transformation really is a leadership opportunity. When you think about that that segment of discussion, what's a key takeaway that we should all have after this conversation today? Well, I think that leaders need to be more aware um, and participative in their channels. That might seem like a bit of a counterintuitive statement, but I find that. At the, uh, if you think about leaders as the individuals at the top of an organization, the CEOs, the presidents, the general managers, um, they often think about their, their company's channels as in a very tactical way, right? And they're not tactical. Um, you can design the best product in the world, but if you don't have a great go-to-market strategy that's, uh, and that's your channel, that product will fail or at least not perform. And if your business is a channel... It's, it's still the same concept. You have channels. You have a storefront. You have salespeople. You have, you have people behind the counter. And so channels is a discipline. Uh, there are tools and processes and frameworks and best practices, and those are evolving over time. And I would just challenge leaders, whether they're at the top of the organization or somewhere in the organization or just somebody who wants to get something done, to, uh, to think about channels, to dig into to, to the best practices, the ideas, uh, and really make sure that they're leveraging, leveraging them to the fullest extent possible to achieve what they want to achieve. Excellent. And we, as we moved into the next segment of the conversation, we talked about Amazon and Starbucks as being obvious examples of how channel transformation impacts all of us. And then the also the not-so-obvious piece. We also had a caller call in, and collaboration really came up as a key component of that conversation. We also talked about how to build transformational channels and what leaders need to do to be successful. What are your thoughts about that whole segment? Well, I think that um, for a, a transformational leader uh, in channels and, and maybe anywhere, that, that's not my area of expertise, but... Uh, in channel transformation, vision and foresight and storytelling are really, really important. And let me define those very quickly. In the channel transformation world, foresight is being able to describe um, how your market is going to operate in the future, how it's going to evolve, and, and be able to use storytelling to communicate that in a way that's compelling and interesting and engaging uh, to your customers, your suppliers, your own employees, because if you don't have that foresight and you can't engage your partners and your customers, uh, you won't be able to keep your business in business while you're driving for your vision. 
uh, and your vision, to define that correctly, the vision is how you're going to use new technology, social trends, new economics, globalization, those forces. How are you going to leverage those forces to run your business differently and to create new value as a channel for customers? Now, a lot of leaders think that vision and foresight and storytelling are just something they're born with, but they're actually are competencies. They're capabilities. They can get coached on it. They can get training on it. And they shouldn't leave it to chance if they're really going to be transformational. And I'm I'm really thrilled you brought that up because last week we devoted a whole show to leading with executive presence. And Stephanie Bickle was our host or our guest rather. And what she brought up, she spent a lot of time talking about vision, about foresight and storytelling. And she really brought it down to it's it's a skill that's learnable. And it's so imperative that leaders have a very strong sense of how they're going to lead any conversation metaphorically or or in real time and how do you guide that conversation that story to a place where everyone can feel it see it taste it you know really experience it and then they know what to do as part of that movement going forward so i'm really yeah i'm really glad that you brought up that vision piece you know when if i could if i can can i make a quick anecdote there yeah yeah go ahead um two years ago i do research amongst distributors right wholesaler distributors Two years ago, I asked them what their vision was for using digital technology. Many of them told me they didn't have an answer, they didn't need an answer. (laughs) Some of them told me that they're very practical businessmen, they don't need a vision. Just two years later, maybe even faster than that, when I asked them what their vision, everybody had one, right? I didn't find a single distributor two years later that couldn't describe their vision. And I think that's just because the forces of staying competitive with all that's going on have kind of made them realize they have to have a vision. Now they're working on how to really have one. And that's powerful proof right there. And a bit threaded through all that, too, is the energy piece. Mark, so we've got just a, a, about another minute to sum up the segment three. And in that time that we talked about, we did talk about energy as being something. And, and that's where the phrase shark and it came up. We also talked about change. We also went into the area of e-commerce and the snowballing concept that you brought forth, as well as community being a key force in all this transformation that you've been talking. So when you think about our, our last conversation, when we had our caller coming in from Austin, Texas, what's the key takeaway for us going forward? Well, I think, I think probably the one uh, single key takeaway here is to, um, you know, I like to think of it as uh, networking. Or I might say, think about it as, um, you know, real-time learning, on-demand learning, right? Um, there, there, I could talk for hours about what the rules of channel strategy and channel design are. Those rules still apply. But the real way that businesses are going to be successful today is to have a vision and then work towards that vision. You have to earn your customers' permissions and keep your business in business while you're trying to be working towards your transformational vision. So that whole idea, and, and the way that's happening is sharking it and snowballing it. And there's two other ways to say that is to network, talk to your peers, talk to people outside of your, your, your normal group, get ideas, test your ideas, uh, and just keep moving. You know, add to the body of knowledge um, and uh, really, really, really communicate, share, offer, volunteer, push this concept of channels of transformation as transformational as far and fast as you can. 
You know, what I hear you saying through all that is everything, when it comes right down to it, is relational-based, and it's all about relationships. Mark, thank you so much for sharing your perspective on this topic today. Just quickly, if any of the listening audience wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way that they can contact you? Uh, They can contact me directly on my uh, email, which is mark.dancer at channelvation.com. Um, I also have a new blog. It just went live today, actually. It's called The Future of Channels Blog. It's going to be about encouraging sharing ideas and letting companies tell their stories uh, around channel innovation. And as we get going, we're going to do outreach awareness and advocacy for channel innovation. And if you want to reach me there, it's uh, contact at futureofchannels.com. Go take a look. And the link for connecting me is at the bottom of the page. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And for everyone else out there, join me next week. Our discussion was with a partner at one of the big four consulting firms, Ernst & Young, where we are going to talk about leading and working with the millennial force. So until then, log on to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com. Connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Voice America, if you will. And until next time, harness your positive energy and lead transformation. Talk with you next week. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.